The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, Telesouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of Telesouth Media Incorporated. Well, it's safe to say we probably never met. Even still, if a betting man was I, I'd bet every single one of us have found ourselves standing in the storms of life, soaking wet, but do not fret. Chin up, my friend. A little bit of rain is not how this thing ends, but sometimes we forget. So if you understand, let me see those hands, because everybody needs a little hope. Welcome to Hope program that offers hope to the struggling, hope for the depressed, and hope for the oppressed. Now here are your hosts, Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our show this morning, our weekly radio show, Hope. We're excited about today's show. Uh, we all need encouragement. We all need hope, and that's our mission here is that we hope we encourage you today, uh, share some hope we, but today I think we're going to offer you some uh, strong education about uh, drug court today. So I'm really excited about that. It's March the 17th. It's St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. Baseball season's about to begin. Uh, it's, it, it's, it may be the best time of the year. I'm, I just tell you, man, the Yankees is taking spring training, so it, it'll be exciting. The weather today, Wesley, our folks on the radio cannot see Bobby. He's dressed to be on the beach already. So the weather is uh, already amazing in our downtown Corinth here at the Super Talk Radio Station. What a beautiful morning! Oh, it's it's a great day to to do something and encourage somebody out here. Uh, first thing this morning when I seen Bobby, I thought he's already been on the beach. I don't know how he keeps his tan quite yeah. as in tune, but I I seem to get white over the winter. Bobby stays good and dark. Well, Wesley, you make <laughs> weekly trips to the beach. That's the way you keep it dark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh, we're just jealous. That's all it is. We yeah, for we, sure. we want to go with you, Bobby. But it's March the 17th, like I said. Uh, we're moving toward Easter. Easter, to me, is probably the holiday that we could talk about hope because it's about the empty tomb that we have hope today and all of our uh, hope really lays in uh, the Lord Jesus. And we mm -hmm. was just talking about a client before we got over here and uh, – Bobby had shared that it, all we have to offer you is with is Christ. And at the end of the day, that's who we are and that's what we do. I'm Tommy Wilson with Living Free Ministries. I got Wesley Jackson here with the Freedom Center. Bobby Caps is here with Crosswind Ministries, and it's a big day in our town because y'all know what happened this morning? I seen I seen the video early this morning. Chick-fil-A has opened. Did y'all see the video? Oh, yeah. It's oh, been man. a madhouse. My daughter brought – she uh, she was in line for an hour and 15 minutes through the drive-thru this uh -huh. morning, brought us Chick-fil-A to our house, her and Bo Riley. So yeah. I'm all excited. We we welcomed David and Elizabeth Rogers to our town. They brought Chick-fil-A to us. And uh, my understanding is just top-notch folks. So we're really excited about that today. And uh, welcome to Corinth. Uh, we got special guests with us today. We got Judge John White and uh, Drug Court Coordinator Jennifer Cummins. Jennifer, is that your title? That is correct, yes. That's, that's your title. We're excited about having you all here today, Judge. You're one of my favorite guys, especially in the legal system now. Well, that didn't put me too high, probably, but. Uh, <laughs> well, I've got some other ones. I mean, I, I, I've i got some sheriffs and stuff that oh, okay. I really like and stuff. So, yeah. Well, I do, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, me and John. I uh, grew up in the same town, uh, Judge. You grew up in Booneville. I grew up in Booneville. Went to Northeast. Graduated. My mom taught at Northeast, so I obviously had to go there. Then went over to Ole Miss and spent a few years there till I ended up with my law degree. And then practiced law for thirty years before I ended up getting to be judge. Something like that. Wow. And you've been at, you live in Iuka now. I live in Iuka. Uh, my kids go to school there. Uh, love Iuka. Yeah. We'll never leave Iuka. Well, 
and how long you have are you're in your first term as first district circuit judge post one uh i took judge pounds's place uh three years ago and by the way judge pounds stayed there 89 years or something, something. like yeah. that yeah. <laughs> he and i he used to me and you both in little league baseball so we always kind of looked up to him right i still do i call <laughs> him uh weekly probably yeah. He's enjoying retired life in Starkville, Mississippi. Oh, does they live in Starkville? Oh, yeah, he's moved to Starkville. He is constantly down there on the uh, whatever they – the posts or whatever. He's okay. always on Mississippi State baseball, basketball, football. They're not posting too much about Now No, he's got some kind of street legal golf cart that he drives around Starkville in. Uh, okay. So look out. Well, Judge Pounds was a good one. And to be honest, we when we knew that Judge Pounds was retiring – especially with drug court and our our relationship with the local judges, it kind of made me nervous. But then we met Judge White, and Judge White, you just filled that shoe and carried on and done a great job. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to call you a friend. I'm glad you're in that position because we've got someone that we can talk to and uh, have a little common sense about it too. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, drug court, intervention court is what we – call it now but intervention court is uh the one place in life where i feel like i can make a little bit of a difference in other people's lives you know my circuit court role is more of a a punisher uh of crimes sometimes but in drug court we actually try to try change uh lives habits teach people consequences for their actions um and hope that when they come out of drug court they're better uh, suited for uh, citizenship, yeah. society, et cetera. Well, we're going to get into uh, a lot of drug court questions in our second and third segment. Uh, like I said, Judge White and Jennifer Cummins. Uh, Jennifer has been with drug court for, since day one, uh, 2008. Uh, so we're excited about that and uh, about, about having them on our radio show this morning. Our text line is 662 662- 603-9829. If you've got a question for Drug Court or Judge White or Jennifer, you could please text that to us. Uh, we're going to be asking them questions in the second and third segment. We're really excited about that today. Uh, so, again, 662-603-9829. If you've got somebody that you want to get online with, because you can listen to this worldwide, uh, and it is supertalk.fmcarin. Supertalk.fm Corinth is the uh, online. And let me share this with you. After this show, sometime today, our friend Alex will up, upload this as a podcast on our webpage, livingfreecorinth.com. You can go to that webpage and listen to our podcast anytime, livingfreecorinth.com. So that's a podcast on there. And we're thankful for our sponsors. We wouldn't get to do this show if it wasn't for our sponsors. Our, our local Subways, uh, Nick Bain. Uh, we use Nick for a lot of our legal matters, and we encourage you to do it. Wilco Real Estate. Uh, my wife, Maria Wilson, will outwork anyone in the real estate business. And guess who? Chick-fil-A, folks. Uh, she's finding them a house today. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Gatlin's Pharmacy. Uh, in Tishomingo there for all your pharmacy needs in Tishomingo please go see our friends at Gatlin's and of course Living Free and Crosswind Ministries they've been in our town a long time I want to give you one verse here for hope comes from Hebrews 619 it says we have this hope as an anchor for our lives safe and secure we do have an anchor for our hope and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'd encourage you today, grab a hold of that anchor. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Judge White and Jennifer Cummins with Drug Court. Hey, everybody. I'm Wesley Jackson, and I'm part of the leadership team at the Freedom Center. On behalf of myself and the guys, we just want to say thank you for all the support over the past year. Also, we'd like to invite you out to our second annual golf tournament brought to you by Langley Wealth Management, Gatlin's Pharmacy, and Grace Chapel at Pickwick. The golf tournament will be April the 23rd at 8 o'clock at Hillendale Golf Course. It's a four-man scramble. If you're interested in being part of our special day, just give us a call or go to CorinthFreedomCenter.com. Thank you. 
Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info@wilcocorinth.com. You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorinth.com. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. If you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines, Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hi folks, I'm Tommy Wilson from Carnes Mattress Furniture Outlet in Carnes, Mississippi, right here on Highway 72. I know you've heard that we sell mattresses at a deal, but did you know that we also sell lift chairs, recliners, adjustable beds, dining tables, and so much more? Did you also know we rent inflatables out? Remember, you want to buy your mattress from me, Tommy Wilson, and you have to come three miles west of high prices to get that deal. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. We welcome you back to our radio show this morning. We're downtown Corinth on a beautiful morning, St. Patrick's Day. Chick-fil-A's open in Corinth, so it's exciting. To me, just as big as news as Chick-fil-A is, we've got Judge John White and uh, Drug Court Coordinator Jennifer Cummins with us. Uh, Jennifer's been there from day one. Jennifer, Drug Court has impacted lots of folks in our community, and you've seen everyone that's been through it. How did Drug Court get started, and how did you land there? Well, back in 2008 is when Drug Courts actually started in April, or rather March was our first day in office. But at that time, Judge Pounds um, and Judge Acock, before she received her federal appointment, decided that they wanted to help the folks that were addicted to drugs and alcohol that were coming through the criminal justice system. So they looked into this drug court thing, and then she received her federal appointment, and Judge Pounds decided to go ahead and start that. So we formed a team. We got the information, researched it. We went down for a week training um, in New Orleans with the National Drug Court Institute. That's mandatory for all drug courts that start. And during that week of classes, we uh, structured the program. Now, of course, over the years, we've had to modify that and change it like you always do to make it better um, and to bring it into what would help folks uh, you know, now. And what we see was lacking, we can take that and make it better. Big picture, Jennifer, just like what is it? Just give me the country boy version of what it is. Okay, it's like a really intense supervision. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with MDOC probation, but not with drug court probation. Right. Um, so we cover seven counties. We cover Alcorn, Itawamba, Lee, Monroe, Pontotoc, Prentice, and Tish. Um, we have an office in Boonville that we staff full-time. We have an office in Tupelo that we don't staff full-time, but we use that for a testing center, and we use that for a courtroom. Um, so I say it's an intense supervision. It's a minimum of three-year supervision. They're going to meet in court every week with Judge White. Uh, we hold court on Friday mornings in Tupelo, Friday afternoons in Boonville. Um, they're going to call a number every day to see if they have to report that afternoon for a drug test. And they have to call every day. Every day, seven every days a week. Every day, yeah. no matter if it's Christmas, Thanksgiving, every day of the year this, this group calls. And right now, as of today, you have 252 people on drug court that's in. And in our county, Alcorn, I, I 
to me, this number sounds low, but there's just 13 people on drug court in Alcorn County. That's correct, and that does seem low to me, too. Yeah, it does seem low. You got 64 out of Prentice County, 13 in Tishomingo County, and then the other counties is away from us. Lee County, which is the largest county around us, has uh, 67, and Prentice County, which is one of the smaller counties, has got 64. But that's your home. Uh, your office is there. You're there every day in Prentice County. That's where we're headquartered. That's where our office is at. So we're on the minds of the defense attorneys there. So, you know. Defense attorneys. Judge White, you was a defense attorney before you took. I was. And I've had a lot of my guys say, well, Judge White was my lawyer before he got elected. Now I've had to, had to get another lawyer, and I can't go before him. I had to wait before another judge. Sometimes that happens. Sometimes, yeah. yes. Most of them's begging to go before you, Judge White. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Well, they want to go before someone that they know, really, I guess. Probably. But, so you uh, you took uh, Jim Pounds' place. Judge I did. Judge Pounds was a... We jokingly outside said he had been a judge 89 years. Something like that. Yeah. And uh, so now he's living in Starkville. Some folks would call it heaven. Some folks wouldn't. I but, wouldn't. But he <laughs> does. <laughs> so what was it like for you, Judge White, to come in and to take over drug court and have an opportunity? Drug court is not an easy program. No. It's a very intense program, what Jennifer said. Uh, they, it's a very accountability program. Like it, you said, they have to call every day. And they go before you almost every week. Every week. Uh, yeah. At least in phase one and phase two, they, I see them every week. To the point where I get to know them, their name. Uh, I, I actually know who they are. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the process. Uh, I hold them accountable for their actions, or I try to. But getting into the program was not that hard for me because judge pounds brought me in uh i, I didn't have an opponent so everybody knew for a right. year that i was going to be the judge and so judge pounds would bring me in into his drug court i sat in on meetings with him uh we he explained the process to me so he uh set me up to succeed uh, i think uh we have changed uh, a lot of things uh, in drug court since I got there, mostly at Jennifer's suggestion. Uh, I, as I say it all the time, but most of the time, the only time I've screwed up is when I didn't do what Jennifer told me to do. But uh, she just said amen to that. Too. Yeah, I know she, she did. She, I know she did. Yeah. But we now have what we call staffing, uh, where every Friday, uh, my Friday's pretty consistent. I get up and leave the house about seven o'clock in the morning and go down to Chupelo and have what we call staffing which is where we have representatives from all the interested groups coming in and we talk about our, pro for lack of a better word, our problem cases and what to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, we have a representative from the DA's office. We have a public defender who is hired by drug court. We have somebody from MDOC. We have Jennifer. We have the treatment coordinator. Uh, so we have, and myself. So we all get together and, and talk about cases, and uh, each of those people recognize the names of the people that are there because uh, they get to know them as well, even though they don't see them like I do. But sure. these people come up with a consensus, essentially, as to what to do. I have the authority to override that, but again, most of the time... Most of the time 90% of the time, or even 95% of the time, I follow the recommendation yeah. of the board. Right. Well, you know, Sheriff Randy Toller is a dear friend of mine now, mm -hmm. and he has told me before they're arresting some of the same people today he was when he was a deputy 40 years ago. So he said it's just dealing with some of the same folks. But drug court really gives some of them folks an opportunity for a change of scenery and a change of life right here before. It does. It's an, I guess it's an attempt to break the cycle right. of continuous same behavior over and over and over again. And uh, the key to drug court is the uh, random drug testing. Every day. Uh, every, every, every day. Could be every day. Could be every day. Uh, and, it, you know, it's, a drug addict is a very resourceful person, uh, so you have to be very careful and uh, th kind of think ahead of the game. Hey, so uh, are they fa five phases, or how many phases are there? There's these? five phases, so minimum tell, of three-year program. When you come in, you're on phase one, 
and you'll have an opportunity to phase up sooner or later. But not every phase is called into drug testing. You know, they could be, I guess. I mean, so who makes that decision? Who, who? So we have, it's a computerized system and it's random. So it draws from those pools depending on what phase they're in. So when they come into phase one, they're in the treatment phase. Um, and once they complete that phase, phase two, you know, you could be called at any phase at any time. So every phase calls in for three years or however long they're in the program, 365 days. I, some, some folks I know it's took up to four years to finish. Absolutely. They get set back, but the key is they finish the program. Yes, and once they finish the program, they get their their record expunged. Wow. That, that uh, felony record is uh, wiped off of their They record. just, you know, Judge, uh, because of my friend Nick Bain and uh, Judge Pounds and stuff, I got my record expunged about 10 years ago. Did you really? Yes. Good. And you just don't know how big of a deal that is. It is. It To me, it's, it's right up there in my top five moments of my life. Absolutely. That I really got... Because I had in in my early age, I was uh, I was 22, and I pled guilty to uh, I had sales of cocaine, but I it, they dropped it to possession of cocaine at the time. Mm-hmm. Pounds was the assistant DA uh, and stuff. Johnny Young was the DA then. That's right. But uh, uh, Tommy Comer was my lawyer. Mm-hmm. Comer was a dear friend and yes. still is today. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, but the big deal was about ten years ago, Nick Bang got that took off my record. Good, congratulations! So I, and they, I'm telling you, for a guy that's got a convicted felon on the record, it, it's a major deal to get that took off. And drug court offers them people that opportunity to do that. It is uh, absolutely one of the ways you can get your record expunged, uh, uh, but but you will earn it. Oh yeah, uh, you will earn it. And yeah. uh, uh, one of the great things that I get to do is to sign an order expunging somebody's record. You know, I was on a call yesterday. I had a group from Washington, D.C. and out of Jackson, Mississippi that was wanting me to share my story. And it's a group that's really helping prisoners. I've, I've, I've been in meetings with Empire, Mississippi, that's out of Jackson, that's trying to help guys that's in prison, coming out of prison. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this group is trying to help uh, some folks like that's coming out of prison, too. But I shared with them what a big moment in my life was when I got my record expired. Right. Let me give you a couple more numbers here that just stood out to me. Uh, they have had 12 graduation ceremonies. Last year we had 44 people complete <coughs> drug Large court. Class. That that is yeah. that is huge. 44 people to finish drug court and complete it last year. That's huge. Over the years now, we have had 422 people complete drug court mm-hmm. and graduate. That is huge. Uh, the last graduating class, I guess this is the 44. Listen to this number. They paid back $146,000 in fines over them years that they was on mm-hmm. drug court. Here, to me, is the number that stands out. I'm going to give you this number. We're going to take a break in a minute. Listen to this. Number of drug-free babies that's born to participants. 67. Drug court allowed 67 moms to have their babies in a drug-free environment. Mm-hmm. Now, guys, if that don't give you chill bumps, and uh, that should make you a supporter of drug court. Uh, and uh, I, I'm just telling you, that is a huge deal. And they was just sharing. They've got a mama right now that's uh, in an environment right now that's hopefully fixing to have her baby in a drug-free environment. That is huge. Guys, we're really excited today. Uh, we've got Jennifer Cummins and Judge Judge White, John White from Drug Court out of our first district here. Uh, they're located in Prentice County. They work Alcorn County and Tishomingo County, too, and other surroundings. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with them. This is Brett Butler, and I'm the Executive Director of Crosswind Ministries in Corinth, Mississippi. Crosswind is a local ministry ordained and equipped by the Lord Jesus Christ to serve and bring hope to families and individuals who are in need of assistance. We like to think we exist to serve those who are poor in resources and poor in spirit. If you think about it, that's really all of us at one time or another. We are located at 703 Tate Street, south of the railroad tracks in downtown Corinth, and our number 
number is 662-287-5600. You know, one of the most common questions I get from neighbors in the community is quite simply, what type of help do y'all provide? Well, Crosswind is set up to be a highly diverse, one-stop shop of sorts for people who are troubled or are in trouble. Because of the many relationships we have cultivated over the last 16 years, I like to think we're equipped to either serve most needs directly or indirectly, and we do not discriminate. So, Just a few things that we do at Crosswind is we transition and secure families from homelessness into permanent housing. We conduct two Tutoring in after-school programs, we provide no-cost biblical counseling to hurting families and individuals through the Crosswind Biblical Counseling Center that we just established. We have the opportunity to feed hundreds of hungry residents through our mobile and stationary meal programs. We mentor and equip new and expectant mothers through our partnership with One by One Ministries and the Oasis Medical Center, and host weekly clothing drives for neighbors in need of seasonal apparel. And these are just a few things that we do and we we try not to limit ourselves and instead just answer the need as it comes in the door or calls us on the phone. So if you are in need of help, please call us or come see us at Crosswind on 703 Tate Street. We're here to help. Bain Bowen, attorneys at law are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, They know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to our show, Hope, this morning. We're downtown Corinth at Super Talk Radio Station on a beautiful St. Patrick's Day, opening day of Chick-fil-A. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited. to Just in a couple, I think April the 7th, I can say open day for the New York Yankees, and I'm really excited about that, Judge. Well, I'm for the Braves, so okay. we'll, well, we'll go. I'm, we'll go. I, I'm mostly I'm, National League. I went and watched the Braves play four times. Oh, last well. Year. But look, try, try someone was against the Yankees. I understand. So, but no, we're talking about drug court. It's a powerful uh, opportunity in our area that uh, the court system offers certain people. What qualifies somebody to be on drug court, Judge? Well, you have to be assessed uh, uh, as far as your drug addiction i guess and uh i guess regretfully we can't take uh people that assess low on that type of uh, test what are you looking for medium and high risk people uh the rules don't allow us to commingle low risk people and medium and high risk people what's the biggest problem that when they come in jennifer what's the drug well, most of it's prescription, prescription. Uh, and a lot of meth. We're still meth, seeing meth, yeah. but most of it is prescription drugs. Wow. And now a lot of this medicine that they're buying on the street is laced with fentanyl and things like that. Oh, yeah. What yeah. makes somebody medium or high risk? Repeat offenders? Well, no, it is mostly repeat offenders, but it also goes back to do with their history, the trauma they've had in the past, um, how they view the justice system and society and what peers they have, what family members they have. That'd be interesting how they view the legal system. Most of them don't trust it. They really want us to target that medium to high risk because those that are the low risk would probably do just fine on traditional probation. All right. You cannot have sex offenses, criminal crimes of violence, so armed robbery or, or manslaughter, anything like that. House burglary. House burglary. Yes. Yeah, uh, a, a burglary of a dwelling? Correct. Okay, so that knocks them out. Well, <clears throat> the DA's office is very uh, helpful. Okay. If, if necessary, they can help us with that. Or if it's someone that's sentenced as a habitual criminal. Correct. They, they, so Correct. They don't have a chance to be. Because if they've got a lot of prior felonies, I don't guess can that can't be erased then, can it? Or it's just the felonies they've been charged with. If it's a violent crime, it has to be greater than ten years That's before. Uh, if it was longer than ten years ago, we can ha- still have okay. them coming. But they can only get those charges expunged that they're on drug court. Right. Okay. okay. And the reentry court that you're looking at there, it uh, 
it's new. We're going to try to figure that one out. It's created by the legislature, and we are one of the, I guess, pilot programs for that. Well, great. In so effort. that's going to happen right there with the Inyall's drug court system? It is. And it, it will require— need a little more to do? It will require— <laughs> For people that need uh, more supervision than MDOC can right. give them. And, and, you know, Judge, I'm, I'm a firm believer that we have some people that needs to just be on drug court the rest of their life. They need that accountability. They need structure. Yeah, uh, structure. A lot of them never had structure in their life. A lot of them have never had uh, uh, expectations. Uh, I expect a lot of people that are in drug court. Right. I, I tell them that all the time, that uh, I expect the best from them. And I'm disappointed when they don't give it to me. And, and we uh, have we have several of y'all's folks that, again, that number just seemed low to me, 13. I, I must see a lot of them people that comes to living free you do. You do. Monday night and Thursday night and stuff. Jennifer, carry us through when, when someone is qualified to come and, and the judge uh, sentences them to drug court, to, to be put on drug court. What's the process once they get to you? Okay, so most of them are in jail. So we let them out of the local jail, bring them in. We sit down, we have an intake with them. We explain to them the rules of the program. We've already went over that once during the screening process, but we explain to them what happens. They're in phase one. We link them up with a treatment provider and they assess them and then they're court ordered to do whatever treatment that that provider recommends. Now that primary treatment has to be done at a facility that's certified by the Department of Mental Health. Once they complete that treatment, they're free to go to a faith base. We have a lot of those in the area. That's when they can go to live in free meetings, celebrate recovery, things like right. that. So they have to go through their treatment, and once they've successfully completed that, then they can advance to phase two. When they go to phase two, then we're going to set them up on a payment plan to pay back those fines, court costs to their respective county. Yeah, and last, the last graduating class paid back $146,000. They did. That's always amazing to me when I wow. look at the graduation stats. But I bet that's a big number to them, too. It, it is a big number, and they work hard, and you'd be surprised at how proud they are of themselves. Now, can they phase up? I mean, they have to meet some of these qualifications about paying yes. their fines on time and getting some fines paid before they can phase up. Yes. So when they pay that fine to the county, they bring that receipt into us, and we make sure that they are current on their payment plan because they sign a payment plan with us when they go into phase two to pay those monies. Once they're current on everything and they've spent nine months in phase two, drug-free, they can advance to phase three. So as they advance through the program, we kind of lessen their court appearances. They come to court every other week in phase three. But they still, outside of that, have to maintain regular um, work attendance. They have to be employed pay their supervision fees, pay their payment plan back to the counties. They have to attend at least two support group meetings per week, and they still have to come to court, and they call that number every day yeah. and, to see about and, a drug test. And Judge White, they have to show up on Friday to see you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, if, if, uh, and I'm sure this is a very common thing. Just tell us what happens if I come in and take a drug test on Tuesday and I fail it for marijuana, meth, or prescription pills, whatever. What's going to happen to me on Friday, Judge? Well, you're going to be brought up to the board, like I described earlier. Uh, the board's going to discuss your case, look at your history, see where you're at in the program, determine what type of uh, sanction uh, you can get for this particular uh, infraction, whether it's being late for court, not showing up for a drug test, testing hot. They're all kind of different um things that can cause you to have a sanction. Like I say, we're all about accountability, Yeah. doing what you're supposed to be doing uh, while you're in drug court. Then um, the board will decide what, what sanction I should give you. I, I give that sanction as a general rule, um, and it progresses from there. Could be you're, one day well, in jail to start. Yeah, tell us well, what Well, I, I go anywhere from community service till I've left somebody in jail for two months, uh, probably, uh, depending on the circumstances depending on yeah. what the possibilities are now judge i've had a lot uh you know one of the first guys that really was worked with me a lot and jennifer you may remember brandon minks brandon was part of drug court but i can remember when brandon first got on drug court and he's out on the boat or something out on the water that weekend and he kind of lived like bobby I just yeah but look he didn't call and so they called him in that day. 
Judge, there is no excuses not to call, right? No, zero. Zero. Zero That's, excuses. I love that. No excuses. No. And Brandon found that out like in the very first oh, absolutely. couple of weeks. <laughs> we, uh, as a matter of fact, the earlier you learn that lesson, the better off you probably right. are. But there are no excuses when it comes to that. So you've left one guy, you've left somebody in jail for two months to let them think about their uh, test or not showing up. And they, they've got to make these two meetings, oh, yeah. Jennifer. They, there's no excuse about that either. No excuse. They bring a sign sheet in every Friday at court, and then we call and verify that they attended those meetings. Now, listen. We've had people, uh, of course, forge your meeting sheets. You Surely know, so. not. Really? I promise you. No, I can't believe that, Judge. <laughs> no, I promise. <laughs> listen. Also, it, it, with your drug testing. Y'all have the top machine that a person can have as far as drug testing. These are not, they, y'all, y'all deal with people that's con artists. Oh, they're, yeah. they're trying to beat the machine. Oh, yeah. They do everything you can imagine. We've heard stories that's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're, Jennifer, they're, they're going to get caught. Oh, yeah. Yeah, eventually they're going to get caught. They might get by once or twice, but eventually with the process that we use for collecting those samples, and then we have a lab there that we're certified to run those samples on, and they're eventually going to get caught. Yeah. One of the funniest stories, I, 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 I'd never thought of about it, but Jennifer did. Uh, I sanctioned somebody, you know, I, I sanctioned somebody probably every week, but this person goes into jail on Friday to serve their sanction for the weekend, you know, and sure enough, there's one of our POs, our probation officer, sitting there drug testing with a drug addict, decided he wanted to be high while he served his time. Makes sense. And, of course, Jennifer thought of that. She's always ahead of them, so. Well, she's been there since 2008. <laughs> since 2008, I'm, I'm a she's seen 422 <laughs> people graduate, but she's seen the con of the cons. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she really has. For a long has. time. And, I mean, you've been a judge. Three now, years. Three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you, you deal with it every day, too, now. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I and do. even, I mean, before that, you was a lawyer. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Now, I, you I, know, I, Judge, when I read Pete Rose's book years ago, and uh, when, you know, Pete Rose, to me, is probably one of the greatest players of all time, but ended up being in trouble and ended up going to federal prison on right. tax evasion and stuff. He said when he got to Marion, Illinois, to federal prison, he was the only guilty Blankety blanket. Yeah. Everybody else, the judge had it in for him, the law oh, had yeah. it in for him, and people just set him up all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Well, so. and I do want to fill in too, when before he sanctions them and before they make it to the board to be discussed, we are calling them. If we see that they have a positive test or they didn't show up, we're gonna call them. We're gonna reach out, hey, what's going on with you? How can we help? Do you need help? Where are you at? So we're going to reach out to them, and that way I can inform the board on Friday mornings what's went on with that person. Hey, we've connected them back to treatment. Because we don't want to just punish them. We want to offer them an alternative to that behavior. Jennifer, I would say the absolute worst thing someone could do is to avoid you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the absolutely worst Mm -hmm. thing. And and I know how their mind thinks. I've, I've, and I'll deal, I'll work with a lot of them, but they... They, they don't want to come in with a hot test. They don't want to come in, they're behind on their fine. So they just don't show up, Judge. I know. But the worst thing they can do is to avoid y'all. Y'all are there to help them. Yes. Well, I, t- I treat somebody that has uh, missed a drug test as if they had a positive. Yeah. It's exactly the same in my eyes. So there's a reason they're avoiding the drug test. So. We've got uh, Patty out there at Living Free. She's in phase five now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple more that's right there at phase four and five. Uh, I know one night I was I was asking the folks, what are you thankful for? And uh, one of the guys said, I got less than a year to go on drug court. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't have to see me anymore. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, we're, we're really excited. Again, we're thankful for that. Uh, when we come back, Judge, we want to talk about maybe that reentry court process again and what that's going to be. How many people works in drug court there in the central office there in Prentice County? Okay, so we have five that work full-time. Um, 
And then we have some part-time folks that help us test. Name, I know my friend Robert Cook is there. Robert Cook's there. He's the MDLC officer assigned to us. We just hired an officer a few months ago by the name of Aaron Stoles, who was a um, yeah, patrol officer. He's, well, Prentice County. Prentice County. In okay. Boonville. I'm the coordinator there. We also have Jessica Mills. Yeah, I know Jessica. Yeah, she's a case manager. And then Susie Phillips that worked with, or she's Susie Benton now. She'll kill me for saying that. But Judge White. Um, Mil- she's been there. The Mills lady's been with you. She's been there for six years. Going six, on six years. years. Been and Robert's been in law enforcement for a he, long he's probably time. with Judge Pounds 89 years or so. Yeah, probably. So yeah. we have Susie that works as a case manager also. Oh, okay. And then I have about four or five part-time officers that help with collecting the drug samples. Yeah, somebody's in there taking, when they're doing a drug test. Uh, somebody's oh, absolutely. In there. We have to have a system. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to take our last break. We'll be back with our last segment. We've got Judge John White. And uh, Jennifer Cummins of Drug Court with us today, and we're excited. Thank y'all. We'll be right back. Wilco Real Estate Group is a full-service real estate agency located in downtown Corinth. Our agents service all of Northeast Mississippi and Southwest Tennessee, including the Pickwick Lake area. If you would like to talk real estate, please call or text us at 662-415-5922. You can also email us at info at You can also check out our website for some free content on the home buying or home selling process at wilcocorrent.com. Bain and Bowen, attorneys at law, are proud to be a part of this program. At Bain and Bowen, they know that going through a legal dispute can be a frustrating and scary process. They can help you with a wide range of legal issues, including criminal cases, divorce and family law issues, as well as personal injury cases. Baines and Bowen, attorneys at law, will pursue the best course of action and get you the outcome you deserve. For all your legal needs, call Baines and Bowen at 662-287-1620. That's 286-1620. If you live in Tishomingo, Belmont, Iuka, Burnsville, and the surrounding area, Gatlin's Pharmacy, 18 First Avenue in Tishomingo is your one stop for all your pharmacy needs. Gatlin's Pharmacy has programs available that will save you time and money. They offer a discount program that is unique to our area. Do you have a parent or loved one who needs help keeping up with their medicines? Gatlin's Pharmacy will do the work for you. They will package your prescriptions for date and time and deliver them to you. Give Gatlin's Pharmacy a call and find out why they are way more than just a pharmacy. Gatlin's Pharmacy, 662-438-6605. Hi folks, I'm Tommy Wilson from Carn Mattress Furniture Outlet in Carn, Mississippi, right here on Highway 72. I know you've heard that we sell mattresses at a deal, but did you know that we also sell lift chairs, recliners, adjustable beds, dining tables, and so much more? Did you also know we rent inflatables out? Remember, you want to buy your mattress from me, Tommy Wilson, and you have to come three miles west of high prices to get that deal. Here's to choice, to making your voice be heard, to getting exactly what you want, especially when you eat. At Subway restaurants, you choose your freshly baked bread, meats, cheese, and veggies to make a sub that's just right for you. Come in and create yours today. Subway, eat fresh. Now back to Hope with Tommy Wilson, Bobby Caps, and Wesley Jackson. Well, we welcome you back to our last segment. Uh, it's it's a great show today. We've got special guests with us, Judge John White of our first district. I call it first district, but you called it first seat or what? Did no, you no, call? I'm the post one in the post, first judicial district. Post one. Right. Okay. And Jennifer Cummins of Drug Court and been a great show, interesting show. Some uh, Not only... Uh, tell us what you just said. They are changing it. it we've all, we're, we call it drug court, but. Most people know us as drug court. We started out as problem solving courts, then they changed us to drug court, and now we're known as intervention courts. And under that intervention court umbrella, you can have different tracks, so to speak, of different areas. So we currently have the drug track, we have a mental health track, a veterans track, and we're looking at a reentry track. So I was just reading here about the mental health and the veterans court. What is the Veterans Court? What Veterans Court is for people that are discharged from the armed services less than dishonorably. Is that the right way That's to correct. say it? 
if they are either honorably discharged or less than dishonorably discharged, they quali and they qualify for VA benefits, they can go into the Veterans Court, and the Veterans Court is uh, a two-year program. It's got four phases? That's correct. Four phases as opposed to the five, and uh, they qualify for VA benefits, so they get a little better treatment as a general rule than the people that are just in what we call the drug court track. And uh, what's the end there? I mean, what, what do they get? Like the, the same. Record? They get their exp record expunged. Uh, and, it, and it is amazing when you go, it's a little different when you go to drug court because uh, we have these courts separately. And in veterans court, it's yes, sir, no, sir. And in drug court, well, it's uh-huh, uh-huh. I, I noticed notice veterans court is a minimum of two years. It is. And y'all meet twice a month. Correct. Besides every week with them. Correct. Now, mental health is going to be the same requirements as drug court. Correct. But now with this new program, and you, you, you've been pretty honest, Judge, you really don't understand it yet. I don't. Re-entry right. court. It'll, it'll be the same process. These will be people that will be coming out of prison that need a little more uh, supervision than MDOC can provide. We'll attempt to get them drug, uh, attempt to get them jobs, attempt to get them um, housing, yeah. uh, things of that nature. Uh, we're really big on jobs in drug court. We Idle hands yeah, are usually yeah. not well, a good one thing. One of the big things for we get calls or letters every week that somebody is in our prison system and they need an address to, to parole out to. They do. And, you know, one of the things we don't have a whole lot of is uh, homes that will take them type folks. Exactly. So, uh, you know, that that's a thing. And then... Uh, there's so many things that we just talked about that I feel like that our prison system, and I think we've got a guy there now that's re revamping our prison system, Burrow King. Hopefully. But, uh, yeah, and we we all agree it needs to be revamped. We do. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't uh, like... I, I, MDOC is not necessarily my favorite uh, organization, but uh, I'll give you a good example. I sent someone to a year of house arrest in Chipolo, November, 14 days later, they paroled him off a of house arrest. I didn't understand the concept. Uh, I, I, I have some issues, but yeah. I, I hope uh, things are changing. Uh, Me too. But one of the things that I've always seen, and me and Bobby works with them all the time, and I know y'all do, is that these guys coming home with no form of ID, they don't have – birth certificate, social security card, have no hope of getting driver's license because they have no uh, ID. This Correct. is some things that our state ought to be putting in place to help these people once they get to a re-entry deal or something. That sure. way they're just ahead of the program. It is a huge deal for a drug court participant to get their driver's license back. We recognize mm -hmm. them in front of everybody when this happens because I realize the maze uh, there's usually that means they paid off a lot of misdemeanor fines in a lot of different it's also jurisdictions. Time the ticket to employment. It yeah. is. Is that that one thirty meeting on Friday? Is that open to the public? Anybody can come in. And sit? It is. You can. Yes. Anybody can come you sit can. in. Uh, I, we need to come down there more now on Fridays. Uh, Jennifer, give us a give us a testimony of a uh, one of your trophies that you could claim that you've seen. <laughs> On drug court. Well, I mean, there's been quite a few through the years that yeah. I've been there. I mean, I've been there 14 years. But one, you just had to speak at Living Free, and that was yeah. Laura Clark. You yeah. know, she made it through the program. And one thing we see when they come into the program is they don't want to be there. Right. They don't like us. We're the enemy, and it usually takes about six months for us to see them to not really, not necessarily trust us, but have a shift in their attitude because we we put a lot of requirements on them, and they get a little overwhelmed sometimes, and I've had them come to me and ask, can I just go to prison? Can I just go to prison, serve my time, because I can flat time it and be out, and this is too hard for me. And, you know, we try to set them down and encourage them, but I think Laura's <laughs> a great story that she's had, and um. we've been able to see – We've got husband and wives that have come through the program together. We've got husband and wives that are in there right now and doing great. We've had uh, grandparents and grandchildren. We've had mother-daughters. We've I had brothers-sisters. i got a couple coming to our, our meetings right now. They was in my mattress store last week, and uh, she, uh, she was just bragging about how drug court saved her life. And I think the, her boyfriend now is drug court for less than a year or so. 
But this girl was just going on and said, you know, it really saved my life once I got there. Well, one that really impacted me was at a graduation. And I encourage anyone who wants to come to a graduation, come see that. We have a graduate testimony. But this guy brought his entire family. He had four children. And he asked them to stand up. And he said, I just want you all to see what drug court's done for me. He said, we have a home. We have a car, and I have my four children back at home with me. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's the reason you do it, Judge. I was in Pontotoc uh, speaking at a rotary program, and the, the girl that was serving me the, my food at the rotary program says, You're Judge White. And, you know, when they're serving you food, sometimes you kind of don't want to let, let them know who you are. But I said, Yes, ma'am, I'm, I'm Judge White. And she came around the counter and was crying and hugged me and said that uh, I had saved her life. I still not know I don't know her name uh but later on she came up and hugged me again and you know uh that's a it it makes you feel better because it seems like I send a lot of people to the penitentiary but when somebody comes around and tells you those things it makes your what you do a little better and sometimes people just put you up against a wall where you have to do what you got to do oh yes uh all the time yeah, all the time. Four hundred and forty something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That graduated drug court. So you've been in drug court for three years now. Uh, the judge. Yeah, the judge. Yeah, not yeah. participant. Not yeah. participant. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> overseeing drug court. Saying, I mean, you're there. I am there. Yeah. So we're we're very thankful for you. We're thankful for our relationship with drug court, Jennifer. I I really appreciate you. You've, like I said, I can remember my friend Stevie Carter talking about Jennifer. And that's been a long time ago. And so you've been around a long time there at Drug Court, and we want to say thank you. Uh, y'all are making a difference in people's lives. It's not easy, but life ain't easy. And a no. lot of times we put ourselves in a really hard circumstance. And most of the time, people want a microwave fix, you know, 30 seconds. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it could be a four-year deal at Drug Court. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. When you get my age, four years doesn't seem like well, no. Well, listen, we're, we're thankful we get to do this show. We're, we want to have y'all back, man. We uh, Maybe we'll bring Laura Clark or somebody with us and, uh, and, and uh, interview her about that drug court. Wesley, we've got a big uh, golf tournament coming up April to 23rd. Tell them right quick about our golf tournament. Yes, the second annual Freedom Center golf, court, or golf tournament. It's brought to us by Langley Wealth Management. That'll be April the 23rd at 8 o'clock. At Hillendale Golf Course, it's a four-man scramble, so uh, we're looking we forward to uh, whoever wants to come out. We have eleven hole sponsor commitments right now, so, so we we're looking seven for seven more. more. We need yeah. seven more hole sponsors. Uh, sponsor a hole that gets you team a uh, gets you a golf team in it too. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to give you uh, each player probably a hundred dollar golf shirt. Uh, really nice golf shirt. A nice day. Uh, that's coming up April the twenty third. You can go to our webpage. Mm-hmm. Uh, carandfreedomcenter.com and register uh, or contact me or Wesley one about that okay uh, we want to welcome we want to invite you tonight to Living Free Ministries we kick off at 6 o'clock uh, we'll have some music we'll share a little bit we'll give you a meal to go our friends from Kasu Methodist Church tonight is furnishing our meal we're thankful for them they've been doing it a long time they gave away a ton of food yesterday this church is making a difference in our community and tonight they will feed us a living free ministry. So uh, we we invite you. It's an open meeting. Anybody can come out uh, and be a part of that meeting at Living Free. Okay, uh, Wesley. We always pray. We always close out in prayer. Us us pray for our drug court. Us pray for them participants. And again, sixty something mothers had their babies in a drug free environment because of drug court. That ought to be enough to praise the Lord today. Okay, right. Wesley. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for another blessed day, Lord, that you've given us such a beautiful day. I pray today for the drug court, the whole court and judicial system in general, Lord. I pray that you just uh, keep your hand over them, uh, just give them purpose and direction. I pray for the folks that are on drug court now that you would give them some identity in who they are and and help them navigate through this uh, process, Lord. And we thank you for Jesus most of all, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) 